This episode of the Word Bros is brought to you by Three Rivers Comic Con, taking place June 3rd and 4th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at the David Lawrence Convention Center. Go to threeriverscomiccon.com for more information. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com. Well, well, well. Look who decides to come on the Word Bros podcast. I don't know. I'm just waiting for him to talk. I don't know. Who are we, who are we talking about? We're oh, talking me? About, we're talking about you, Jason oh, Copeland. Oh, can I swear on here? Yes, you can. I mean, don't go crazy, but like, yeah, you can. Yeah. All right. Because t- now that you've told me I can, I will go crazy. No, uh, I'm I'm happy to be here with half of the word word bros. <laughs> again, um, Kevin will show up when he gets here. There's no, there's That's no okay. rhyme. There's no we, rhyme, no reason. We know who the brains of this of this operation is, anyways, Bob. Me? Then we're screwed. Like we're totally <laughs> screwed at this point. We're talking to our dear friend, and I mean that. Like you're an honest to God, like real pal. You're a great dude. Um, you're such a talented cartoonist. You're a wonderful human being. You're a great father and husband. And you've been working on this project, Full Tilt, which is hitting Zoop very soon for a very long time. And we're so excited to have you on, Jason. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy to be on. Now, now, how long have we known each other? Oh, geez. Years. It's been, I want to say, because like we talked to Michael May a million years ago about Kill All Monsters, and then I think I started following you on Twitter, and then we just started talking and, you know, shooting shit or whatever and blah, blah. And then like it grew, and over the pandemic, we really began, but, but you've been working on this book full tilt now for, for years, right? Yeah. 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 Five years. Five years, but I it's put it about five years. But the thing about Full Tilt is, and I'm going to speak to its excellence, um, is it's not some 25 page comic that we're talking here. It's not even like a 96 page graphic novel we're talking about here. How big is y- your Magnus Opus Full Tilt? How much of a book are we talking about here? Uh well it's three hundred and uh eight pages of story. Okay. So you so, just well, hang on, hang on. I want I want the listeners to stop <laughs> right and to digest that. We're talking three hundred and five pages. Yeah, roughly of, around in there. Of story. Yeah. 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 That is insane. And you're doing this and you're doing this without a publisher. You're doing this without, you're doing this strictly out of the love of the medium. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's love. (laughs) 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 Uh, Sure. Let's go with love. Come Um, on, man. Yeah. No, I, uh, yeah. uh, I'm solo. I'm fine. Solo. No, uh, no publisher. Um, uh, I just hit a point where I was like, you know what? I want to tell this story and I need people to get out of my way. So, um, uh, so I've just 
yeah, I've, I've done this book with zero, <laughs> it was zero uh, editorial, like, uh, I mean, I, ha I have an editor, an editor that, uh, that went over the, the book and stuff, but, I, you know, no company editorial saying you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, you got to cut this or whatever. Um, this is all me. This is everything I wanted in this book. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about it. I think it turned out really well. Yeah. And and I'm excited for you because again, I know the passion. I know the the dedication. I know the the frustration that you've been through putting this book full tilt together. Right, like this star, like. Because there's no way when you started this process that this book was 305 pages. Let's <laughs> let's talk about like baby full tilt when it was just <laughs> when it was sitting when it was sitting in 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 the crib and you were like, you know what, I want to do this book five years ago. Let's take you back five years in Jason Copeland world <laughs> and tell me about baby full tilt and what you envisioned and how it just continued to grow and grow and grow. All right. Yeah. Uh, I originally planned uh, it to be about 120 pages. I'd worked out a uh, an outline, really basic outline, um, kind of just like, uh, here's some scenes that I'm thinking about. You know, I've kind of visualized some of these scenes uh, in my brain and, uh, you know, kind of piecing them all together and then um, just kind of roughly saying, okay, this is going to be about five pages. This scene's going to be about this this many. And I got about a hundred, I'd say about 120 pages. I thought that that's, that's about the size of this um, all said and done, but uh, you know, I didn't write it. <laughs> uh, this is one of these things that I didn't sit down and write a story. I, um, I wrote a, wrote an outline and then, uh, and then I had the characters sort of talk to each other in the scenes and I wrote down all the dialogue uh -huh. Um and then I thought I had seen, I thought I had, okay, I've got scenes that I'm going to start drawing. So then I started drawing and, uh, and as I was going and, and working through these scenes, um, you know, what, what the characters were saying or what, uh, what, um, where, where, the, where the drawing was going was like, oh, I, I, it would be cool if I, if, if they went and did this before they did that. And so I was making up all this stuff kind of on, <laughs> on the go. And, uh, and I was like adding things before the stuff that I drew. And then I was adding new stuff to the stuff that comes after. And I was totally messing it up because uh, I, I had no real game plan. I was just sort of flying by the seat of my pants um, other than the outline. Um, so, yeah, so it was uh, when it started, I was very naive. And I thought, oh, about 120 pages, this ought to do it. And then, uh, and then as I started going and I just kept adding and, and it's something that was one page turned into a two pager and, and um, yeah. And then before I knew it, well, and I kept telling people, okay, well, this book's going to be 140 pages. And then, you know, like a month later, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> this book's going to be about 170 pages. And, and I was, every time I said it, I was like, yeah, that's what it is. It wasn't like a game or anything. I was just like, okay, it's going to be 170 now. And then I would start drawing and I'd be like, oh, you know what? I need a scene that kind of bridges these other two scenes, you know, oh, I'll just add another 10 pages. And so, uh, <laughs> so eventually I got over 200 and I was just like, this is insane. And again, I hadn't sat down. And I love how, wrote... I love how you said this is insane at 200, but there's 105 <laughs> more to go. 
<laughs> well, because the problem is, is that is that once I realized that 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 I was nuts and that this was probably something that uh, you know I've kind of stepped my I put my foot into something that I might not be able to like I was having doubts like all of a sudden I was like I'm putting a lot of time and effort in this and if it sucks like like what have I done and so after about two years I actually just stopped drawing really yeah. And I got all of my notes and all of my things. I had written stuff on Google Docs. I had written stuff longhand. I had written stuff, uh, you know, on uh, some um, some uh, spreadsheet stuff. Like I was just typing stuff down. And I had to get it all together and go, okay, what do I actually have here? Um, and I so love, I took- I lo- hang on. I love the writer in me loves that it took you two years and 180 <laughs> pages to get to that point. Like maybe I should start bringing all this stuff together. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like, the writer in me that brings me so much joy that it took you that long to figure it out. Well, you know, because this is the first time I ever really wrote anything. So I didn't have a sense of process. I didn't know uh, how to start. Uh, I, I, and I just started and that was, this is where I got to. So uh, after about <laughs> two years, I'm like, okay, this is, this is messed up. I need to, I need to like pull back and I need to figure this stuff out. So I took everything and I stopped drawing for about a year and I, and I wrote the script. Okay. Um, and I, I just sat down and I wrote it. And, uh, and that was like the moment where I'm like, okay, this is actually pretty good. Um, but I'm going to bring in an editor. So I brought in James Powell guy that, uh, who's edited, uh, he edited some killer monster stuff and, um, and he's, he's a great guy and he's a writer and I really like his work. So, um, so I brought in James and he went over it, gave me a few suggestions and then just kind of, that was it. Okay. okay, See you later. (laughs) And I incorporated some of of his suggestions and then I just started drawing again. And, And, um, and then, yeah, and then right near the end, I brought him back in for one more pass just to make sure it all made sense. Because, um, you know, when you get so close to it, it's sometimes yeah, yeah, hard you, to see. You have to step, but we have to let somebody yeah. else look at this and go, okay, what do you mean here? What does this mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so we're, so the grand total is 305 pages. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple blank pages throughout the book, like a couple, um, so I, I sometimes uh, feel weird including those, but they are part of the book. So Whatever. I guess I mean, we're about, fuck, we're at yeah. about 300, 308, I would say. Wow. Um, yeah. And that's what it all kind of came in at. And um, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm, and I'm happy that, so James, you know, he saw the art, he, he read it along with the script. We made a few more uh, small edits to dialogue, whatever, but he was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. He was, the way he responded was like, hey, this is actually pretty good. And and for him to say that, actually, he's pretty hard on stuff. Yeah. And so that was the moment where I'm like, oh, OK, like this is actually this is good. <laughs> so uh, it was a it was a, a moment where all the weight just kind of came off. I'm just like, oh, OK, I haven't wasted five years of my time. Well, you, know? you and I, you and I and Kevin, whenever he gets here, we always talk about things that we deal with as creatives. And one of the one of the topics that we always kind of discuss is imposter syndrome. Like we've Mm -hmm. all you I know you've dealt with that a lot. I I deal with it as well. I struggle with it. Um, So like the idea of 
doing something that you've never done before on so many levels, Jason. I mean, on like, I'm going to write a script. I'm going to write my own script. I'm going to do a 170 page book. I'm going to do like, that must've been, that must've been like, so just pressing on you. And the fact that you were able to battle through that shows a lot of perseverance on your case. Like how did you battle through those, those hurdles? Well, thankfully, I have a very supportive spouse. Jackie is my rock. So, um, so yeah, uh, there are definitely times where I'm just uh, just sitting there, just like I've made the biggest mistake of my life. Because you know, <laughs> I uh, I would turn down work. Um, you know, I I honestly I didn't do hardly any work. I did uh, cover for you guys, and I did yeah. a yeah. I did an issue of Olympia for uh, Kurt Pierce and. Um, and I think I did another cover for uh, another guy. Very like next to nothing. I have like you did no two money. cover. You did two covers for us. Oh, okay. I yeah. remember the Ninja Nuns. What and then the you other? then you did the Dust Pirates. Oh, the, fi- the Dust the Pirates. Right, right. I yeah. love that. I love that cover so much. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, that one turned out pretty well, actually. It was really good. Was really <laughs> I good. was a little worried about that one. It was really good. The Ninja Nuns one was was right up my alley because I made it a a, a wraparound cover. Which yeah, it was awesome. Two page spread, and, and it's very much your your. We asked, "Hey, Jason, will you draw a cover for us? Can I make it a two pager?" And we're like, "All right, that's that's your that's your thing, right?" So go do it. Yeah, yeah. There's something about the format, uh, and that's like Kill All Monsters too. Is is uh, is landscape? There, I I I think I like. The, the that the landscape format more than a portrait format so mm-hmm. for me to um compose to do compositions and stuff i think i think i my brain works better on a on a on a horizontal sort of canvas as opposed to a vertical so um yeah i don't know it's just the way i'm wired i think so now now is some of that because i mean i think it's safe to say um, anybody who knows you, anybody who talks to you, anybody who follows you on social media, uh, Frank Miller is a huge influence on your, on your style, right? On your taste. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so is it because Frank Miller also enjoys his two page spreads? Do you think your love for the two page spread is kind of an homage to Frank you, Miller? Uh, well, I got to tell you, uh, you know, I wear, I wear my, uh, my influences on my sleeve and Frank Miller is huge. And Ronan, the book Ronan was the book that, that did it for me. Like, uh, as a, as a young, as a young comic book reader, when I read that book, it was like a light went on. I'm just like, this is, this is what comic books should be. Um, whether you agree with any of the stuff that's in it, just the, the format, the way he kind of, that was like the time when he, um, he was, he was over at Marvel doing his stuff. And then he's like, I want to do my own thing. And DC's like, here, we'll give you like this maxi series, six issue, like 48 pages or whatever, uh, each book. You can do essentially what you want. And that was the sort of just like, okay, wait, like he's not just doing Daredevil or Batman. He's doing his own thing and he's making it however he wants. And it's the scope is massive yeah. and the art is fantastic. And he's, making all these interesting uh, choices for uh layouts and and storytelling stuff and that was just like the moment where i was like this is what i want to do so i i do carry my frank miller uh influence pretty heavily at times um but yeah that's that that's the book that's he's the guy for me 
and then I have other guys that I or people that I really enjoy but uh he was definitely the one that kind of sparked my initial interest in comic books I mean I was collecting before that but it was more reading them and kind of going oh this is kind of cool but once I saw that book it was like oh this is what I want this is this is what I want to do now how old were you when you when you read that I was over years old Okay, so but I mean, this was this was before. So like after seeing were you drawing and writing at that point? Or did that book kind of was that the thing that launched you into it? Mm, I was definitely drawing before that, but not um, never. I wouldn't actually say that. I I think I was after that, that I actually started doing my own comics. Um, I think before that, I would just just be trying to ape illustrators that i liked at the time so like john byrne or or al williamson or whatever um i was trying to draw like them uh but i i actually think that it was probably uh ronan um that was the book that i'm like oh i want to draw comic books not just superhero drawings or whatever um yeah that's awesome that's awesome so then you started to pursue your your artistic, uh, uh, your artistic journey as a young Canadian boy, right? Like, and then you just, then you just hit the ground running. Oh yeah. You know, the, 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 the same old story, you know, I was, I was probably one of the better drawers in my high school. So, you know, you feed off, you feed off the positive influences or positive feedback that people give you. Um, you know, I'm a pleaser. So when people are like, saying oh this is really great it only makes me want to do it more so um i think that uh that in high school being one of the few people that people seem to think <laughs> i knew how to draw just kind of kept me going That's awesome. i think if i didn't have that positive feedback in high school i would have stopped um but i had luckily i had that positive feedback so, so then what kept so then you were doing full tilt kind of in secret though really like you didn't really let anybody see it you were sharing like panels or random images here and there so like how did you keep the motivation for that going if you if you like to go on positive momentum (laughs) like how did that how did that continue how did that race continue to run well I think that the only only thing that kept me really going was the fact like you mentioned I put stuff on social media um I would I would do lots of little teases and and show I've actually shown very little of the book which is fantastic um (laughs) And that was all part of my plan, you know, because it was like, what's the point of showing you all the really cool stuff early? Um, if uh, <laughs> if I can keep it as long as uh, hidden as long as possible. So, um, yeah, uh, but I think um, I think it's just posting stuff on social media and having that again, the 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 reaction of people and saying, you know, oh, this is really cool. I'm I'm interested you know, that's just like a, a cycle that I just kind of feed off of. Like everyone does on social media, I guess. Oh, yeah, you totally. put something out and hope to get people saying nice things about it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what, what kept me going. Kevin's joined us. Kevin, can you hear us? Kevin. I was trying to be as late as the book, but I didn't, I didn't like quite manage. That. Hey, you know what though? The book is, <laughs> the book, <laughs> the book. I can barely hear you, Kevin. You're very quiet. Uh, did you hear me now? Yeah, we can Hello. hear you. Okay. Oh, uh, I can't. I it's 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 okay. <laughs> I don't need to hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, you know the book never had a date set. Well, actually, that's not true. Inside the, <laughs> I gotta laugh. Inside the ash can, 
um, which I only have a few of, um, right at the back, I was thanking people for their support. Um, and then I said, uh, <laughs> where is it here? Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this brief look at what I'm creating and will consider backing the full tilt Kickstarter that will launch in late 2019. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. So, so none of that is true because it's 2023 in May of 2023 when we're launching this thing and you're not using Kickstarter. You're going with Zoop. I don't, Zoop didn't, didn't exist then. No. And not only that earlier in this, in the book, in, in this thing that I had in the ash can, I said uh, that it was 180 pages. <laughs> so you change, uh, you change your mind on a lot of things, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Except for, you know, the, the odd few stick around, but, uh, but overall, yeah, I'm pretty malleable. But I mean, that's a good way to be though, because I mean, then you can kind of craft and create what, what you want to do. I remember when there was a stretch because I follow you on social media and, uh, and your stuff always comes up in my timeline. There was a stretch where you were just showing off two page spreads. And, <laughs> and then I believe if my memory serves me correctly, you have like 24 two page spreads in a row or something like that. I, no, I've got, I've got 11 two page spreads that all interconnect. Okay. So, so, so it's a, like a 22 page spread, but having, <laughs> having said that, it's not quite like that. Like people probably thinking like one giant image, but like a fold out. Oh, I wish though. We actually, I, I actually talked to the Zoop guys and was trying to get that priced to like, actually have like either a gatefold or or a poster of it That's and awesome. it, they're like it's going to cost way too much money so i'm a little disappointed about that because well, that maybe, was maybe uh, you do the director's edition after this and but, well i mean well maybe even you just do one for yourself yeah uh, yeah the, the problem is, is that they couldn't uh they the way the 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 printer that they were talking to they had to print at the height of the paper they can run it for for however long they want it so I could make it like, you know, however long is on a roll, I could make it 8,000 feet or whatever. But, <laughs> but it had to be the height of the paper and the height of the paper uh, at the smallest was 12 inches. So that's roughly what my page is like the originals. Uh -huh. So I, and I've measured this out. I actually have a photo with my tape measure out. <laughs> All of those pages end to end are 18 feet long. <laughs> so my so the poster that i would have to get would be two feet high and 18 feet long so there's no wall in my house that uh could even contain the sheer awesomeness of that so uh, i i actually had to say no that's that's just not gonna you'd, happen you'd have to put a warning on the book you can only read this outside <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is awesome though i i think that's awesome i would be like oh there's a warning on this book. I'm definitely buying it. Dude, and and I love the fact that you're just so committed to your vision. Like, I'm sure there are people, somebody in your life was like, Jason, what the fuck are you doing? I think everyone. <laughs> you know, but I mean, like, but you stuck to it and, and you, you, and you finished, saw it through. You and you finished this thing. That's uh, amazing. That's great. That, it's, it is amazing. It's yes. amazing. And, and the fact that you doubled it in pages, you were like, well, no, Kevin, it no, it started at 120. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> this thing has almost tripled in size. So, so my question is: the what what happened to make you do that change when when you were drawing it? Since since I'm assuming you just were drawing the scenes you thought were cool because you're an artist, and you could just be like, I'm drawing everything I think is cool. Were you like finding more cool stuff, or the characters were like speaking to you as you were drawing them, or? what was your choice there? Like, how did you make that choice to expand like that? What happened to make that happen? Um, well, originally, yeah, actually the sort of how the book started was just, I had, I had certain scenes and certain um, visions of what I wanted to draw, um, you know, uh, a setting or some, uh, some high tech gear or like, I wanted to draw a flying car um like shit like that right so i was like okay i've got all this stuff that i want to draw <laughs> now i need a story uh, <laughs> and so that's sort of what i did i had i had these scenes that i liked i had a kind of a like i was telling bob kind of just like a an outline of the things that i wanted and i just started drawing and and then that got me in trouble because <laughs> i because i started drawing things that uh that either weren't in the script um or some, at a couple points, I actually drew a couple sequences that I realized I couldn't use. So there's, I've actually drawn stuff and then tossed it. Tossed wow! Like so wait a minute. So, so you didn't find anywhere in the book to stick these scenes, like because you, and you need, and, to, you need to do an extras book, like a second, uh, like you know, or like a director's cut, like I said earlier. But he like, said they don't fit anywhere. So and yeah. and the fact that and just throw them in the back of the book and be like, here's scenes that I had to cut out, and like people well, are interested in that kind of process stuff. Like me, yeah. especially, I'm like, I can't draw. So seeing what Jason does and like how this was part of his process and how he came to the process of elimination to get rid of these pages is just fascinating to me because I'll be like, oh, like this is a dope ass page. Why didn't he just find a way to squeeze it in there? But yeah. sometimes, sometimes you have to listen to the story that, that, that they're telling you, like your characters are telling you. Yeah. I cannibalized some of those scenes though, or I stole uh, some images or, um, or even, you know, this, like some of the settings and stuff that I, I kept, but the, just uh, maybe I added a character, maybe, a, you know, it was like another character needed to be in the scene or, or another character needed to not be in the scene. And so I couldn't just go and white them out and stuff. So I was just like, oh, I'll just, I'll just redo this and, and then redo it in kind of a, hopefully a better way. Um, yeah. But, uh, but that's sort of what happened. I just, I was drawing and realized, oh, this would be cool if this, like something that I wrote as a one page thing would be like, oh, this would be way better if I had like a, a city cityscape scene that spread over almost all of it and then i put in some inset panels and stuff so a single page also turned into two pages and um and that would happen way more often near the middle of the book um, <laughs> because i started getting a more a, a better sense of what the book visually like the scope of it because like i say it was supposed to be about you know 120 140 180 pages and then I realized, you know what, I can make this book however long I want. And if I want to make this a two page spread, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, so I having that rain, that free rain is like amazing. Like it's like crack. Well, I've never done crack, but you know what I mean? It's a yeah, drug. No, yeah, it's artist just, crack. Is yeah, it's like it's a drug that's like, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do. Oh, I can extend this scene and make this. Like, so um yeah, so I'm my own worst enemy in terms of trying to keep it <laughs> down. Uh, I'm more like expanding. Uh, I'm actually surprised I stopped where I did. I probably could have added more. 
Now, now this is the 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 sixty four thousand dollar question. Okay, mm-hmm. we're talking about Jason Copeland's gigantic book, Full Tilt, that'll be on Zoop. When does it launch on Zoop, Jason? I'm being rather coy about this. When is when is this uh, pod uh, podcast coming out? Um, probably next week. Next so, week. Next week, like the first week in May. The first week in May. Oh, uh, then I can't tell you. Okay. Okay. So that doesn't make a lot of sense because we want people to back your kick your zoop campaign but if we don't know when it launches it's going to be hard for people to want to back it i want to tell you it's a second week of may okay cool so that's all we need sometime in the second week of may second week of may my question is um and i've been uh, nervous to pull the trigger on this question because you and i have talked about this privately (laughs) what's what's the book about (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got a, I've got something written here. Oh yeah, all right, oh, wow. there we go. He's prepared. I love it. I love. All it. right, you ready? And this yes. is only funny because we know Copeland like that, and and we've asked this question before when no nothing was rolling. There's been no recording, and we, and we couldn't get a straight answer. But now <laughs> on the podcast, you guys are getting an exclusive Jason Copeland. Well, I might have said this somewhere else, so you don't want to say exclusive. Whatever, I don't it's care. Exclusive. <laughs> it's exclusive to us. God. There it's you exclusive. go. It's exclusive. God damn it. All right, you ready? Sounds more important that way. <clears throat> should I? I, I should. <clears throat> I need yeah, to yeah. gruff. I need to gruff my voice a little. You need to get you. your announcer voice on. <laughs> I, I wish I had Bob's voice. Well, all right. we all do. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, so Full Tilt is a gritty, violent tale about a 23rd century crime family conciliate who must face the consequences of a choice he made between love and loyalty. That's it. Nice. Yeah. Well, there's more like that's that's like the that's, that's the log, the log line. line. That's yeah. the log line. Yeah. yeah. Right. That that's the log line of a 305 page book. Well, I can give you more if you want. I was settling in for more. And I was like, wait, well, what? <laughs> the thing is, the only thing that I have is what's already on the zoo page. Okay, so I can well, read that's, that. That's fine. No, no. So that's so we're talking organized crime, 23rd century uh, uh, love and, and loss and and decisions and 305 pages now and, you and keep i've ta- seen some of the, the pages so there's samurai Dude, they're, swords they're, in it too they're and, brilliant and, like yeah guns like there's guns i saw guns the pa- there's flying cars jason just put whatever the fuck you wanted to put in this book it's, that's fucking amazing I'm i did it. i did I put like, pretty I much like anything it. i wanted into i will say that the book touches on on themes such as love hate uh family and power so i don't know that's another little you know something you okay. can put in your in your craw there putting your there put your pipe and smoke it eh? exactly now, eh? now i i just i'm really I, i'm i'm fascinated by it i want to read it like just just looking at the pages that you sent over that we've been looking at on dropbox i mean they're beautiful pages i'm fascinated to learn the story of the look because it it seems to and just listening to the way you're talking about it it's almost like the the setting itself is a character in the book is that safe to say Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's one of those uh, things. So, so there are five crime families in this book, and they live in different parts of the city. And for each part of the city, I kind of attempted to design buildings for each section of the city. So, That's insane. So the so the city itself is a character in the book for sure. It's it's kind of like a Gotham, you know. It's got. In, in certain areas it's like this and in certain areas it's like that and um 
yeah, yeah. The, 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 the setting was, again, I love drawing buildings. So uh, I, I was going to put it in as many buildings as I could. <laughs> so uh, now is, I know this is going to sound super nerdy and very a role-playing game of me, but we've all played games together. Is there like a map of the city anywhere in the book? There isn't. And that's, oh. and that's funny because I thought about it. And I think that, I think that making a map makes it too, I wanted it to be fantastical. Okay. Um, and I think making a map and, and putting everything down in cold, hard facts it makes it a little. You, it also pins you to that. Like, that's... yeah. You're stuck okay, in that. That makes sense. So I can we're see in like that. This, the, we're, well, I see what you're saying because the city kind of lives in your imagination and you want the same to happen for the reader. You don't want but, them to be, be stuck to that map. I'm idea. good, but I'm going to play the other side of that card. And I love reading like old Conan novels and shit like that because you open the book and the first pages of the Conan book are like the 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 world like ernie chan Conan. yeah like yeah, I, yeah. i've I've always loved that so i get like a sense of okay cool this happens here this happens there but i understand where you're kind of coming from too of like the if it's if it to some extent if it's on paper it almost has to be logical so like you have to kind of connect and if it's not then there's no logic that has to connect exactly so that yeah. makes sense i can see that yeah I crafted I crafted the story uh, in a way that um, I don't think you need to I don't think that any of that's any of like the the geography of the city needs to be set in stone for okay. people. Um, it's 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 kind of, you know, like the warrior movie, like the warriors um, where somebody's trying to get through sections of the town to get back home. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really know what New York looks like. I don't need a map of New York uh-huh. to know where they're going or, or what they got to get through. I'm just there for the journey. So I, that was sort of my feeling f- for this was that we're just there with him. We don't need, we don't really need that information. So okay. it was actually a conscious, it was a conscious decision. Cause I actually da- did sit down and, th- and think to myself, well, maybe I should draw out the city. And then as I started to do it, I was just like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I don't, I don't think I want this. So, um, so I, I just didn't. And that's the, that's the power of being, you know, the president, the artist, the (laughs) designer, the writer, the edit, like that's where you could go. Like, I don't want to do it. So you just don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Like I, I am, I, I know it sounds like we're gushing here for you if you're listening to this, but I mean, it's a genuine gush. We've known you for five years throughout this entire journey and the fact that like it's finally coming to a head the book is finished like it's written you're you're working on getting it lettered like we're finally it's i'm so happy for you because i i I know what an undertaking this has been i know the pressure that you've put upon yourself i know that some of the conversations that we've had privately about well like you said what if this thing fucking sucks you know what i mean <laughs> but like and i'm just and i'm just so happy for you that you're taking the leap and it's going to get done and i'm so excited for it i want people to back this book i mean you're getting 305 fucking pages of beautiful black and white art like and it's not and the, the great part about Jason's craftsmanship is like, you're not doing this on like, you're drawing each one of these fucking buildings. Like this isn't 
like something you're just like copying and pasting. Like you, you should dude, see, you should dude, see. He posted three pages on Facebook of just fucking pipes. That's what I was gonna no. say. Just <laughs> the the pipes. So like, like it the, was crazy. I was, the, I was like, Jason, you're you're murdering yourself. And he said, I know, but I love it. So there like, it is, right there. There it is. That's the entire book, right there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! You can almost see the cover illustration. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. The the love and kind of dedication that went into this, and like Kevin was saying, like the the intricacies that you carefully crafted for this thing, it's really masterful. Like it really is. It this is a beautiful book, and I'm super excited because I think I think I mean, in, as, as a fan of his art, like that's what makes that. But I also think like independent comics kind of need something like this. Because this is someone saying like, it's like a blueprint for like, hey, you can do what you want to do, how you want to do it. I'm and not even saying that because happen. because there's a lot of people that do that already. But what I'm saying is like, yes, you can like take this thing as far as you fucking want to go with it. Do you feel any sense of that? Like you're planting your flag, Jason, you're saying like, this is like you're making I feel like this is a statement kind of book like it's artistic, but it's also very like it's it's risky and and kind of it's it's super ballsy like people get 305 pages. What are you fucking nuts? But like, I feel like you're planting your flag and you're saying like, yes, you can do what you want to do with your career and and your style of comics. That's what I feel like this is. This is a statement. Uh that, yeah, I didn't I, I didn't really plan to make any sort of statement. I don't think uh, you I don't I couldn't do it without Jackie, though. Like, I honestly, for four years, I didn't make a cent. <laughs> <laughs> so like not not one cent. So and it's my full time job. Um, so, uh, you know, what I did or have been able to do uh, is something that I am very privileged <laughs> there. There's there's no way that this would have got done without the support of my wife. So, um, so as much as I want to be like, yeah, anyone can do this. Uh, you know, you, you, they could, uh, if under the right circumstances or, uh, on a larger time frame or just a shorter book, but, um, <laughs> just a shorter book. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But I do, I do think the the books that generally, and and this is no this is no put on you guys or or writers in general, but the books that I generally love are singular vision type books, books that were written and drawn by the same person. Um, that's not to say that I don't. There aren't great books that are collaborations between writers and and artists, but the ones that I always seem to get really drawn to are the ones that are more of a single vision of, from one person. So. Um, so this was me, uh, trying to, uh, have a single vision, uh, cause I've done collaboration. Well, my entire career has been working with other people. So, uh, this was, this was my opportunity to just see what I had to say. Um, thankfully I had something to say. So. I mean, well, I mean have... that's, and that's also fascinating though, cause considering that we always work you have 305 pages worth of things to say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> and and being the fact that we always work together, Bob and I always work together on stuff, it, it's hard for me to imagine not working with Bob. And and, and I'm sure he feels the same way. No, he doesn't. Um, but <laughs> but 
it's one of those things where um, I, I think that's awesome because it's hard for me to imagine doing that. If that makes any sense for for me to go, oh, how like, and it's not that we haven't done things without each other, but it's it just has a different feel. Yeah. When we yeah. do things separately. Yeah. Much different I, feel. That said, that that I love doing my own thing. I'm really excited. I'm getting back with Michael May. We're getting back. We're getting the band back together to do some Kill a Monster. So I'm pretty excited nice. about that. That's yeah. awesome. I love that book. Yeah. Um, so Great once book. once this campaign is over and all of the sketches and all the things that that people hopefully the, uh, the dust the dust settles, if you will. Yeah. Then I can uh, then I can sink my teeth into the new Kill a Monster stuff. Um, and then, so my, my goal right now is probably, and this is probably new to Michael hearing this, if he ever listens, but is that what I would like to do is do a kill a monster book and then my book and then a kill a monster book and then my book and just kind of keep going back and forth. That's awesome. The days of me, uh, collaborating, uh, with other people, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Dude, I'm not going to knock that at all because, I mean, you know, we've had, Kevin and I have had some really good interactions with people and we've had some very poor interactions with people. And Kevin and I have talked about this ad nauseum. If he, if we could just make books with Walter Osley, who did Metal Shark Bro, I'd be the happiest guy in the whole wide world. Like, yeah. I honestly would. Well, everything it, we do would be if, with Walter. If we could do everything <laughs> with Walter or Kelly, because I really enjoy working with Kelly, I would just be fucking stoked because yeah. there's because there's a trust, right? There's a trust yeah. there. Um, there's a bond because we've we've been through these things together. We figured this stuff out together. So that makes perfect sense to me, man. Like it's nice to work with people who you're comfortable with and who you and who you enjoy the process of. You know what I mean? You know what you're getting. There's no curveballs. Yeah. Well, Michael's one of these guys that is actually super hands-off too. Um, and I and I'm the same way. I, I haven't he wrote an entire graphic novel for our for our next thing. And I haven't read it and I'm, and I'm, I'm just going to draw it. Like I'm not, I'm not going in and, and putting my stamp all over whatever he's written. And it goes the other way. Uh, once I get the script, uh, he gets out of the way and I draw, and I draw the book I want to draw. So um, to me, that's perfect. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't need notes. Uh, <laughs> I can, I can do this on my own, you know, I mean, just I draw- think this drawing thing i understand i i know how to do it so yeah, i think you, I, I, I think you've proven you it haven't haven't played a couple of role-playing games with you you're a great storyteller so i think that that that's going to speak volumes in your book like you know that there's literally like you buy that book you're getting like three or four or five graphic novels that are on the shelf right now you're going to have a while to before you finish 305 pages no matter how many double page spreads you put in there there's still yeah. going to be a while. You're going to have a lot to look at and feast your eyes on. So I can say, you know, knowing your storytelling style, I, I'm really looking forward to see what you did here. Cause I'm like, I wonder what he did like to make this such a like huge, vast epic of a thing and how he drew on those parts of the imagination, knowing what kind of stories he can tell already. So like, I wonder what he did here. So that's just, just my natural curiosity going, I wonder what Copeland did there. Cause it's going to be really cool. It's gonna blow your mind, man. Whoa. Blow your mind. <laughs> I, 
it's one of those things where uh, it feels like, you know, everything's been done before, so it's hard to be original. Um, and I talk, talked about my influences, uh, you know, pretty heavily on my on my uh, sleeve. I don't I don't hide them. So I think that the people that will that buy the book and read it will see will see stuff in it that they're like, oh, I, you know, I, I can see where where Jason uh, got influenced or, or drew inspiration from. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not 100% my own fantastical, you know, imagination. Uh, I am a product of all the things that I've consumed over these years. So, um, but I do think that, uh, that I've managed to kind of create my own, put my own spin on a lot of the things that, uh, that I grew up loving and kind of, and then, and making it my own, I think. So, of course, I mean, that's what everybody does though, right? Yeah, well, uh, I I would imagine so, but you know, I, I would never want to to cast myself as somebody who's like some, some like I'm I'm no Mobius or anything. I'm I'm not creating things uh, that are gonna uh, you know turn turn the world upside down or anything. I mean, you, you never you never know. I mean, I think uh, give yourself some credit, man. I mean, this is again, you're talking this is five years of your life. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, and you guys know me well enough that I don't talk very highly about my own work anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the fact that I say that uh, I think people will enjoy it um, should speak volumes to people that know me because uh, that's me going out on a limb and kind of tooting my own horn even slightly because I just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. No you, don't. no, you don't. And I wish you would do more because you're so fucking talented and just nah. such a... And such a good dude. And I really can't wait for this book. Um, the Kickstarter launches the second week of May. He's not telling us when. Zoop, man. Zoop. No Kickstarter. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. The Well, I mean, I'll edit that out. No, I probably won't. But it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's a verb. It's a verb. Your crowdfunding campaign. I'm crowdfunding it via your crowd, Zoop. Your crowdfunding campaign, which is on Zoop, starts the second week in May. Uh, why would Jason tell us when exactly? Because that's not his style. He's not doing that. <laughs> he's he's doing things his own way, and he's got three hundred. Right. He's got three hundred and five pages to prove it. He's like exactly. a zoop a zoop ambusher. He's just yeah. waiting in yeah. the bushes sometime during the second week of May. You'll never know where. You'll never well, the see thing is, it. yeah. The thing is, if you sign up, if you sign up on the zoop page, you'll get notified mm-hmm. when it gets launched. So I don't even have to tell you when it's that's getting true. launched. That's so true. What's, what's the address of the zoop? Page? Oh, you really want the weird URL for it? Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yep. It's zoop.gg backslash C backslash full tilt. All one word. All right. All lowercase. All right. No dot anything at the end or whatever. I've I've written it out so many times on social media that I actually know the URL for that, which That's is awesome. kind of silly. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, now, now, can I ask? Can I ask why you went with Zoop instead of uh, Kickstarter? Uh, well, it's kind of twofold. Uh, they do, um, they do a lot of the heavy lifting for me, so I don't have to find a printer. I don't have to talk with the printer. I don't have to deal with the printer. Okay. Um, they do all that. Um, then it gets shipped to them, and they do fulfillment. Because so, you're because you're in Canada, so that yeah. makes it that makes it harder to ship everything. Impossible to ship. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I feel really sorry for any Canadian people that back it, which I hope they do. But um, just the shipping to Canada is fucking insane. So um, 
So I'm going to have a, for anyone who's like here in Vancouver in the general Vancouver area, I'm going to have a, like a local pickup option for the oh, zoo. Cool. So, so people can, I can just get them all shipped to me and then they can come to my house. Just and, hand them out. I'll hand them out. Yeah. Um, so if you live in Vancouver, why are you a Winnipeg's jet fan? Oh, uh, that's, that's a long, long story, Bob. <laughs> well, why? Long why don't story. you, why aren't you just a Canucks fan? Because Canucks suck. <laughs> I mean, they have this. They had the Sedin brothers forever, and Todd yeah. Bertuzzi, and, and Robert, they, and, they, and, and Robert never, Lalongo. Yeah, yeah. No, I was a Canuck fan when I was a kid. Okay, um, and they have great and then, jerseys. And then the Canucks uh, disappointed me one too many times. It was the Stanley. A, it was the Stanley Cup in '94. Was that? Oh, oh no, I was already. I was off the bandwagon at that. Oh, okay, point. okay, okay. Um, and I just realized they had never win the Stanley Cup. Okay. They they never will. Um, so how can you root for a team that you know in your heart will never win the Stanley Cup? I'm so, a Mets. I'm a Mets fan. I root for a team that I know is never going to win. So so then you so then then you became a Winnipeg Jets fan. No no. So so it, so this is all very okay. So I became a Calgary Flames fan. No, oh, you got to love the Flame. And the Flames, the Flames came from Atlanta. Atlanta. Yes. They were the Atlanta Flames. They moved uh-huh. to Calgary. So then I was a Calgary Flames fan. They played the Saddle Dome. Yeah, they still play the Saddle Dome. It's <laughs> falling apart. Yeah, it's falling apart, ass, apparently. That old ass barn. Yeah, it's it's like 35 years old or 40 years old or something now. It's no uh, it's no new stadium. Um, so then uh so I was back in I was back in the flames. And then uh and then uh, uh Theron Fleury left the flames. Uh, tearful goodbye going to Colorado I can't believe I'm leaving and I was just like oh you gotta be kidding me um Jerome McGinley came in and I I was like yeah okay I like Jerome I love Jerome McGinley yeah and then uh and then I got out of it was it was essentially I I discovered girls and I stopped watching (laughs) and I stopped watching hockey um you know I, I was full on girls I I knew girls before but this was like okay now it's time for girls um so i got out of hockey and then uh when i was deciding to come back in i i was like okay who do i root for and uh the atlanta thrashers started that same year so i said well i was a calgary uh, calgary flames fan they started in atlanta i'm gonna be an atlanta thrasher fan and i've got i've got i've got the jersey i've got my i've got my hat right here Nice. There you go. That's like, a te- that's a terrible logo too, bud. Just, it's that's so fucking, awful. It's fucking awesome. No, okay. The Anyways, thrashers yeah, are... yeah, whatever. Okay. Who was their so best anyways. player? Who was their best player? The Thrashers. The uh, Thrashers. They had uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. That's right. They had Kovalchuk for a while, yeah. and they had Danny Heatley too. Until that's Danny right. Heatley destroyed the the whole thing and crashed his car, killed his yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demanded to be traded, and I'm just like, you're kidding me. Um, and then they yeah, realized, was, yeah, yeah, it was brutal. So then they got, uh, they got relocated to Winnipeg. They and they left they left that small city of Atlanta to go to Winnipeg. Well, Winnipeg sells out every night. So I know the Jets. Well, the <laughs> yeah. Jets were the Jets were a storied franchise, and then the Jets left because I don't even. Where did the Jets? The Jets went to Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, they yeah. went to Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so the Jets are back, and you're a Jets fan. 
That's right. They're down three one, right? Like it's three yeah. one currently. They're playing right. They're playing currently. So they're I don't playing know. the lost the storied Las Vegas Golden Knights, the original six Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I, if I I, I I like Vegas, I love going to Vegas. So I've got no hard feelings against Vegas. You know, um, yeah. Power power to them. Power to them. And then you've got uh, what the Kraken are there. Do you ever go to any Kraken games? Have you no, because well, the pen when the pandemic hit, that's pretty much when they got their team, right? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. going across the border is just a pain in the ass. So um, so I've never been. I will eventually. That's cool. Um, but uh I, I see the Jets when they come play in Vancouver. That's awesome. Uh, but I'm just uh, gonna say this as the as the guy who doesn't watch any any sports. The, the Kraken is a fucking awesome name for a team. Oh, for sure. It's and the thing that they were name. thinking. They had a couple names that they were going to be like the salmon or the no. or the evergreens. And I'm yeah, like, that's stupid. Like, how yeah. could you not be the kraken? Like, Fucking that was that's never kraken. even been a choice yeah. uh, for anyone to make. It's just like I want to the be kraken. their fan. It's a fucking giant squid. That's fucking awesome. Like, I'm yeah, into- their logo's awesome too. Yeah. yeah. So like I, yeah, I now, the, now I'm a now I'm a Kraken fan. So oh, there you go. There everything you, go. you guys just, are talking about the Seattle Kraken. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm rooting for your Jets. Um, Thanks, I'm, I'm rooting for full tilt on Zoop. It launches the second week in, and, uh, and, and in May. And we're rooting for you, Jason. Oh, thanks. Of course. I appreciate it. Of course, because you're you're a good friend. You're a good guy. Uh, I always appreciate your uh, your conversation. Uh, you're a wonderful dude, and I'm really excited for you, man. So congratulations. Well, let's not. Well, congratulations on finishing. Well, let's not congratulate me until it's it's actually funded <laughs> i mean uh, and he's also starting a podcast what's it what's the name of your podcast gonna be uh i don't know what's the name of my podcast draw like you <laughs> draw like me from jason copeland draw like no draw like you no one wants to draw like me come on That's so, so, so you got a microphone and now you're doing a podcast fuck yeah that's all it takes right uh, that's, that's all you need and an, yeah. and an editing software and you're good to go Oh, I'm not going to edit anything. Forget it. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> edit. What do you, who do you think I am? <laughs> Podcast version of Whiteout, Copeland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We never talked about my love for Whiteout. Um, yeah. No. Uh, we can talk about it. Let's talk. No, about it. it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do love some Whiteout. Well, you work traditionally, like everything you do, like you're not doing this on on a tablet, on a Clinique or anything or whatever the fuck they're called. Like your <laughs> do Clinique is makeup. You're doing this strictly on like pen and paper. Yeah. Um, I will say that I do do some uh, digital. I said, do do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I do do some. uh, uh, You can just say, you could just say, I do. And just keep going. I do digital corrections, um, you know, touch ups and stuff. Uh, if there's, if there's something that's really wonky or I resize a head sometimes. Um, so I'm not 100% traditional. Yeah. But, but I mean, very, the, the majority of it, yeah, yeah. The majority yeah, like, of your work is done traditionally. Yeah. So if people yeah. were to buy some of these traditional pages from full tilt on your zoo, my question would be, are they getting the original, like whited out, like pages that you like hand inked and all that stuff that, that you did? Like, is that what they're getting? Are you going to print them out? One of the ones that with the face? Oh no, you gotta have a, the actual Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. I want the white out. Yeah, yeah, me too. I oh love, my god. I love feeling that's... the texture on stuff when you get an art from an artist, like and you like feel like the ink on the page. Like that's amazing. 
I love that feeling. I'm like, oh, this is awesome to feel well, on, you know. Well, if you're in, in if you're <laughs> in the market for a page, uh, I can definitely point you towards ones that have tons of whiteout. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Jason, we've been on for about an hour. I don't want to take any more up of your time. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about Full Tilt. Second week of May on Zoop, uh, Full Tilt. Let's get this thing done. Jason, thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com. <laughs>